You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop. Hopefully everybody's doing all right this morning. Jeffrey Emba announces his intent to hit the transfer portal. Y'all know we got to talk about it, man. And just like that, he gone. Yes, indeed. Friday, August 14th, morning drop time. You got Ike Jones in here talking about Jeffrey Emba. Made his announcement yesterday. He intends to hit the transfer portal. Y'all know we had to come in here and talk about that this morning. Hopefully everybody's doing all right this morning. And uh, smiles all around despite the news that I think a lot of people are disappointed by. Jeffrey Emba, a.k.a. Thanos, only one season on the planes after being the number one JUCO recruit coming in. Two very highly touted JUCO recruits have not seen a lot of playing time so far uh, since they've hit the planes. Jeffrey Emba being one of those. And uh, we definitely need to talk about it. Thought I was going to be rolling solo for a minute here today, but it looks like your boy is going to have company to talk a little bit this morning. My guy B. Will jumping in here. What's up, man? We just say it on the live. I was like, nah, nah, man, nah, he good, he good. Him I staying. And then you was like, oh, no. Hey, man, you want to do, how you want to do your victory lap? You want to uh, solo screen this mug? You want to, nah, um, man, listen, man, I'm not happy about being right about it. I'm just saying that, listen, it was, I'm going to be, I'm going to be real honest. It was definitely one of those like string theory, tinfoil hat type of, I looked at a tweet that he put out and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. But he seems to be kind of the cryptic kind of guy when he made his whole uh situation last time where he was thinking about hitting the portal, he posted a very cryptic thing. And when I saw that, it was a the uh the Dr. Manhattan thing he had mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, everybody was like, oh my goodness, is he leaving? Like, but when I, when I saw the particular tweet, I was like, this feels like a goodbye. It's now, in retrospect, it did it does sound like a goodbye. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's crazy, man. Well, you called it. You called it. Yeah, man. Um, so I, so I, I will say this. I have it on very good authority that I was wrong about the other defensive lineman who I said could potentially be a part of the transfer portal situation. I do not think that Aniche Sledge has any intents of transferring uh, right now. So let me just put that out there. Yeah. Aniche, I think, is locked in. But, uh, hey, Mm. one out of two ain't bad. It's not. And see, the the Sledge thing, I didn't have any, I ain't have no, nothing about that. That was more so about he's got a bunch of potential you know, I hopefully he stays patient in the process, and I just don't know. I've never talked to him. And Nietzsche, if you want to come talk to your boys, we get to know you a little better. Maybe you know what I'm saying just holler right. at us. You know, hey, welcome, to, welcome to come on here to build a report anytime you want to. The invitation is open to you. Um, so always, but yeah, with Jeffrey Emberman, like, uh, he was a guy that came in with a lot. Like, listen, we did a whole, uh, hey, we got him special live when he announced that he was coming in and you know all of the great 
thoughts about him being this potential beast up front, a menace. I don't know that we ever saw that, right? Like he got a little playing time. He had the one good play against um, Mississippi State. But I don't know that we ever saw this beastly guy out there dominating. More, so, I mean, was it just a, a, about him not getting enough snaps to show that? Like, I just don't understand what's what, what the deal is with that. You know, so he he did kind of pump fake about the, the portal mm-hmm. in the offseason. Did? Now, we just got through talking about this on Wednesday when guys commit to a coach at a place. Correct. All right. That's who they like. I don't know if y'all remember, but Jeffrey Emba committed to Auburn and Brian Harson when we didn't even have a D-line coach. He was very much in line with whatever Harson was selling and Harson as the type of coach that he was. He, w- he was down for that. I'm not saying that that makes Hugh Freeze uh, a, a less likable coach. It's just that's not, that's not your coach. Things change so quickly. NFL, coaches get fired, right? But yeah, but I'm, I'm getting a paycheck all the time. I'm, I'm, my livelihood is now based on uh, what this team is going to cut me this check after this game. So whether I like the head coach or not, it's, it matters a little bit less. Could you have me in a scheme I don't like? Sure, you could. But it still benefits me to go out there and perform because whether I am happy with the scheme or not, I'm getting paid what I think I'm worth or what my, my play has shown that I'm worth every time I go out there and get on the field. In college, you are very much fighting to get to that point. You have to, number one, get on the field, and you have to get on the field as much as possible. We don't know if Jeffrey Emba was happy with what his playing time was projected to be. We don't know if they have had conversations, hard, tangible conversations with these people about where the coaches feel like the players are and how they need to work to get better or how they need to improve before they see playing time on the field. These are things we have no idea how they're working. Right. We have no idea if they said, hey, well, we're going to go and get another defensive lineman. We think we got to beat on another defensive lineman. I hope that the staff is being that wide open with the players so the players can make the best decisions for them. I know Bruce and company's doing it. Which yeah. is why you see this movement before we start getting anybody else in. Like the, the portal's been open, but obviously, I think it's pretty telling. I think Bruce talks to his guys. He says, "Hey, listen, okay, here's where we we need to change things. Here's how we need to change things. We want you to be a part of." It. I think Ike, you were specifically saying this about Wendell. Mm-hmm. You don't think it was a necessarily processing out because Wendell has been good for us. You tell him his role's going to change, and he may like that, he may not. But you let him make the decision after that. With Hugh Freeze and company, he's been he's praised some positions and and been a little hard on other positions. I wonder, and this is just me again, we don't have any hard intel on this. Right. I wonder if Emba saw that, yes, number one, Juco recruiting, that's great, and he was willing to work, but that that they didn't think as highly of him and and were, were willing to put him on the field as much as he wanted to be on the field and said, okay. Um, I can find somebody else to put me on the field as much as I want to be on the field. Yeah, I, and I, I do think that it comes down to number of snaps that a guy wants to get in these scenarios more often than not. Um, but the question for him is, and, and listen, 
we I don't want to accuse people because I know it happens, right? I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I, I know it happens that people are like, you know, what? What I think the phrase that you like to use is dirty macking. I know yeah. dirty macking is happening out yeah, here yeah. in these streets, mm-hmm. right? So when you get that enticing, yo, you is you is you happy? Message. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, you know what, coach? I'm not happy. <laughs> Maybe it is time for me to make a move. You're right. And people decide that this isn't the situation that fits me well. But listen, we we know for a fact he liked the previous staff. He did. Right. So, right. you know, we we can think what we want to about that staff. There are players that loved that staff. And yeah. that staff not being here weighs heavily on their decision. A, a lot of these young men, like you got to think about uh, the situation that he is in specifically coming from another country right. over here, trying to find a home and fit in. And the guys that enticed you to come aren't even here anymore. Like that's right. a whole different, no matter how much you, you wanted him to fall in love with Auburn and the program, he came because he liked the person recruiting him. Right. And that person ain't here no more. Yeah, the the entire culture of football that may have that drives high school recruits that are coming out of Georgia and Alabama, that didn't have any effect on him. No, none whatsoever. The the legacy of a program that you pick up on by being in the United States and loving football growing up. Yeah, all of that. You know who these teams are before you even start playing high school ball. You you love uh Auburn if you grew up. Bo Nix was an Auburn guy before he picked up a football to play it for real. Right. Um, these these recruits that are their parents played at these schools or their parents have been rooting for these schools and you know who's who and what's what and you have an idea of which way you want to go and maybe the final decision comes down to okay, well, who's going to be best for me based on where I'm at and where they're at right now. You make a decision and you go that way. None of that had any effect on Jeffrey Emba. He's right. in Juco, just started playing ball a little while ago, got a lot of growing to do and decided, okay, I'm going to talk to some people. Whoever seems like I I like them the best, I connect with them the best, that's that's where I'm going to go. And so you had to then trust somebody that you connected with. You're going to get me to where I need to go. And it's not based on what you may have done before now because I don't really know what you've done before now. Right. What could you tell Jeffrey Embaugh about who Saban has developed or who Kirby Smart has developed that would make being there more comfortable for him? Nothing. Not really. I'm, I just got in the United States. You got to, <laughs> you're talking about the NFL. Like, listen, man, I just want to like where I'm going and walking around every day. So there is some value to the people that, the people when you commit to them, there's value in keeping them around, of course. We saw all the Gus talent get out the door of first year Harson. Everybody was like, oh man, it's terrible. I don't think it was that terrible. I think they didn't like Harson because they weren't Harson guys. That's it. That, yeah. It was a simple story. And I think this is an issue where he didn't, I don't think Jeffrey Embaugh dislikes you freezing staff, but I think this comfort level changed once the staff got in. And that's a part of the game just as much as anything else that happens in football. So he's moving on and and best of luck to him. Yeah, definitely best of luck to him. I am I don't hold any ill will towards the young man. Uh glad that the the SEC transfer rule exists the way that it does, because if he does determine or it does grow into being the beast of a player that he came in with the height with. Uh, we won't have to see that man. So I'm looking forward to him doing great things in the Big Ten or the <laughs> Pac-12 or the 
ACC, whatever he decides yeah. to do. Yeah. Just don't do it in the SEC, bro, because I'm not trying to see that. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to head over to the comment section and see what you all have to say about one Jeffrey Emba taking his talents to somewhere and uh, mm-hmm. leaving the transfer portal. B-Wheel's forehead gets it jumped off with a super chat that says, y'all are in my t- top, I think he meant five favorite bald people. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. A lot Thank of bald you. guys out there. In mm-hmm. the world, and uh, being in the top five definitely warms my heart a little bit. Um, definitely appreciate that. Albie's Weagle, I actually considered titling this live in by, <laughs> but I went uh, uh, in another direction. But thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that on camera to um, make it perfect. Albie should have put the apostrophe in there between the M, the and, M the and the B, B. then yeah. it would have been yeah. perfect. It's still very good, still very good. Uh, Chris Sanders says, so we're not a French school, apparently, talking about Johan Treor transferring after <laughs> one season and now Jeffrey Emba transferring after one season. The, trench, the, the French uh, exchange program has not been kind to Auburn thus far as far as athletes. <laughs> it has basically been a place of overhype and underachievement and then transfer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to call it underachievement in Emba's case because he's it's not like he got a lot of playing time. I think that Johan probably had a better opportunity that he just wasn't able to capitalize on the, uh, than Jeffrey Emba, uh, yeah. but definitely didn't see the manifestation of the hype on the field from either of those two young men. Um, sad to see both of them go because I do think they have both have a ton of um, athletic potential, but potential ain't always what it's going to be. That right. gets you on the field. You got to at some point in time start showing something to so, to a coach that says, "Okay, this can translate." And um, maybe may, maybe he just never showed that, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here on out with his future. John Brandon jumps in and says, "Emba is big and strong, but that's not enough in this league." Pretty much what I was just saying. He hadn't played much football in his lifetime and just didn't seem to pick up the critical fundamentals of the position. Uh, I mean, I, I, listen, I don't know much about whether he was picking up fundamentals uh, or anything like that. I didn't get to see him very much in the game to be able to gauge that. Haven't talked right. to any coaches about what his progress was. So uh, maybe you guys have more intel on you know how he was as far as fundamentals are concerned. Um, but I don't have enough tape to make any serious evaluations of his uh, fundamental abilities in the game. Definitely has all the raw physical potential, though, in the world. So yeah. uh, let's see who else we got in here. James Barnett jumps in and says, fellas, do you anticipate any more surprises of guys leaving? I think it just confirms that we have way more talent than what we are given credit for. Just my opinion. I definitely think we're going to lose at least a couple that we don't see it coming. At, at least. At least. I, I think the ones that everybody expects will probably go. But I also think 
some that we just like, what, wait, what are going to happen to? This is one of those. You you don't feel terrible about, let me, let me reword this. Losing Emba is a case of losing out on whatever his potential was, not what his realization uh, of, of that potential was. So it's not like I can say, oh, well, man, we lost, you know, a definite five sacks and, and 10 tackles for loss. Like, I can't say that because he didn't get a chance to develop into that. We were hoping that he got there, that this was the year he could turn that corner, but um, we didn't. So if I'm looking along the same lines, who has potential but has not proven it yet? Because if they've already flashed that potential, then they've got, they're going to be in the rotation is what I would expect. And it would be a huge surprise if somebody who's flashed potential is going to leave. So I'm trying to think if there's anybody who has not yet flashed potential, but we expect them to be good and they depart. Ooh, we Robert Woodyear would be one that I would probably I would I would share the grown man tear about because he seems to be rounding into the the shape of the type of linebacker that we haven't had probably since KJ Britt, um, and that is a hitter and a thumper. And I say KJ Britt because of how hard he could hit. So Kobe was an amazing linebacker, but he was the instinctual peak of linebacker. I think. I, I, I still think K.J. Britt was a, a harder hitter, and I think Robert Williams is going to be a, a harder hitter as well. Um, that would be, and the only reason I bring him up is because he has not necessarily cracked the top two, and I don't know if it's guaranteed that he would. I would expect to put him on the field because he would be in the rotation. I would put him in my rotation no matter what. Me. I am not the linebacker coach, though. But that's another guy who we expect him to turn that corner this season, and if he leaves... Now, now I'm now I'm getting worried. Now I'm throwing up my hands like what the hell. Um, but we we don't know every aspect of of what brings these guys to these decisions. So let's just hope that whoever we lose, there it really is a situation where it's better for them and they can find more playing time, they can find more more spotlight wherever they're going than here. Because I mean, it's a part of the program now, man. I need to get on the field to show well for NFL recruits, uh, recruiters. And I need to get on the field to maximize my earning potential while I'm in college. Yeah. If you go to these, to to your NIL collective and say, Hey, I know I'm better than that guy. They're going to say, Hey, nobody knows your name. You haven't gotten on the field. You're going to go to your coach. like, coach, well, look, I got to get on the field. He's going to be like, yeah, but this other guy's playing and, and he's better than you right now. So what can I do? I got to get out of here. Right. So we'll, we'll see I, how much. I think that that's a, that's a thing too of like, there is the transfer portal is definitely a weird place right now because there's this perception by fans that someone transferring means that they weren't good. They weren't right. good enough to compete. Like, it's like, that's not always the case. Right. There are definitely scenarios where a guy was good enough to be on the field, to be in the two deep on a roster, but they wanted to be number one. Right. Right. I didn't want to be number two. I didn't want to be a rotational guy. I wanted to be the guy. And if I'm not the guy, then I'm going somewhere where I can be the guy. So we feel satisfied with saying, ah, man, that person's going to see playing time. And they're like, but not enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do I anticipate more surprises? Yeah, I actually do. Because there might be some guys who are on this roster who could see playing time. But, um, they might not be the players that get the most playing time and they they right. need to see the field right now. Yeah. Um, so, Hey, it is what it is, man. I can't be upset at any young man making a decision about his future. I'm going to try to be, you know, respectful of that and uh, wish them the best. 
P-Pass jumps in. I'd hope Mbot ends at G Tech. Why Georgia Tech? I, I don't know. It's not in the mm. SEC. So, hey, yeah, listen, I'm not mad at it. Uh, Hot Dog mm. Water says, yeah, I didn't want to see him in the SEC at all. A little selfish of me, but still, it's not selfish. It's right. the way you're supposed to think. I am 100% on board with this type of thinking. Let's go. Joshua <laughs> Jordan says, did we retire? He gone. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No retirement of he gone. I don't, I don't know what would make you think that. It's definitely still a thing. Uh, Lisa Daniel with the Super Chat says, will Justin Jones be in the running back rotation? I can't no. see it. I can't see that. Can't There's see too that. many too guys many in that room. And all of them are talented, and he's a walk-on. I don't know how you give a walk-on snaps in front of one of the scholarship guys that are like Sean Jackson is out there beasting. I don't. I mean, do you put right. Justin Jones in the game in front of him? The, like, of no, there was the you know I think Brian Batie apparently had some sort of foot situation where he's getting surgery. You still got a freshman coming in. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how to walk on getting snaps, bro. Like, I just, that he's going to be like fourth or fifth on the depth chart, depending yeah. upon what the situation is with Petit and his injury. Yeah. If we're going to the fifth running back in a game, then we have beat the absolute breaks off of someone or we are getting the breaks beat off of us. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that confirmed with Petit? Is that? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Okay. So. I mean, it's it's not incredibly worrisome because this is why you keep a deep running back room. Right. So it ends up looking like what you thought it would look like before the last season ended. Jarquez, Alston. You can, now you look at Sean Jackson, I say some Sean Jackson or Cobb, get some snaps that maybe he didn't get. But I mean, that looks phenomenal. So hopefully uh, it's a, a limited injury with Batiste because I was still excited about what he could do as well. Yeah. Uh, John Brandon says he just thought he could bull rush into the backfield every play, talking about the lack of uh, fundamental skill for Jeffrey Emba. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you when you got the bull rush skills he does, then I would see why you feel like you could bull rush into the backfield every play. doesn't work on every play. Um, right. But again, I don't know that there's enough snaps for me to know that that was his only thing or if it was just the times that I saw him. So again, I don't know that we'll ever see that, at least not in Auburn uniform. We won't see it. So. Haley jumps in. I'd rather lose potential than a proven player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I would say yes and no to that, right? Like some, well, I, I, when you say proven player, I think you mean they've proven that they're going to play well because we got a lot of players that have had a lot of snaps and they've proven some things. Uh, and and there are people who have proven things that still might not be better than the potential behind them. That's true. You know, so like proving that you're solid doesn't mean that you're a star. And there might be somebody who's proven that they're solid and there's a star sitting on the bench behind them right, right now. And they're like, right. you know what? You're good, but this guy's great. Or this guy has the right. potential to be great. We're going to roll with that guy. And here's the thing. Coach Hugh Freeze is playing with house money this year because right. despite the, um, you know, the expectations from some fans that he's going to magically turn this team into a national championship team in year one and Mike G wanting to hold his feet to the fire every 32 seconds. <laughs> he doesn't have to win a bunch of games this season to keep his job. He right. just has to show progress on the offense, which is what he came in here to do and mm-hmm. make sure the defense doesn't go backwards, win six to seven games and then load up next season mm-hmm. to make a big push. He's playing with house money. So 
with that type of mentality, he can afford to play a lot of young, unproven people who have a bunch of potential, and he may shock some people with them. But right. he could also say, oh, well, you know, we're trotting out a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of guys who haven't played a bunch of games yet. There are going to be mistakes and blah, 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 and walk away with a seven-win season and be able to sell a bunch of potential for these guys who he's played young to other guys who are going to come in and want to play young. He is right. playing with house money. And right. this is the time that you take all the chances and you do. He might be going for it on fourth down a bunch of times just because I don't want to see. Let <laughs> me be clear. Though I started to say that phrase, Coach Hugh Freeze, if you do happen to watch the program, I don't want to see that because we just dodged the lane train. I don't want to see you going here, going out like lane. All right. Yeah. But he may do it. He may take more risks this season because he's playing with a little bit of house money. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, I think the the biggest insurance card that he has on a, a mediocre season, when I say mediocre, I mean six wins because I do think that'd be mediocre, is your incoming class. If your incoming class, the people who have committed to you to that point, it's November, you won five games, and but you're looking top 10 already. Listen, man, recruiting is is about who you put out on the field just as much as it's about showing them those facilities and where they're going to sleep and all that stuff. They want to know that they can play, all right? If you're playing young guys, you're going to say, oh, no, definitely. We're going to play these young guys. That's recruiting. And that means it, I don't put any measure of recruiting past you, Freeze. <laughs> we might be we might be uh, pulling experienced guys just to play young guys to make sure that these young guys know, hey, watch this game. I want you to see what we do with this guy. Just watch him. And then see somebody who is maybe not be ready, but flash some potential, do some growing right. up. And that's what the young players want to see. So I, I can see him doing it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see, you know, listen, he has proven that he is going to be out here doing some really heavy recruiting. The next time you'll see us, unless something crazy happens over the weekend, is going to be on the weekend tailgate Sunday. We are about to get out of here. We appreciate you guys for rocking with the War Poor. Till next time, as always, War Eagle. Peace. Peace. Drop!